0: If you're in that place in your business growth, where you realize you have to work with other people, it's so important to make sure that you do that right. We need other people to be successful and other people have to actually like working with us to be successful. Eventually you cannot do this on your own. If you have ever worked with someone or you think that you may work with someone in the future, today's Boss Up podcast is for you. Welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, a short, no BS podcast for all entrepreneurs. I'm Lindsay Teague Moreno, your host, author of Getting Noticed, a book about how to grow your business through social media. You can find more information about me and how to grow your business further by visiting my home on the worldwide web, lindsayteaguemoreno.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Boss Up Podcast. I'm so excited to be back today. I took a couple weeks off to go on some vacations with my husband and do some work, and I'm back. I'm so excited, and I'm really excited to dig into today's topic, which is how to successfully work with different personality types. If you've been in business for longer than three seconds, you know that it is imperative that you work with other people, and you're going to have to do that successfully. In order for your business to grow, people are going to have to like you. So you're going to have to figure out how to work with different personality types and realize a little bit about your personality type on the way. So we're going to talk about a little bit about the different types of personalities. And then I'm going to give you some tips on how to work better with other people that might be different than you or think different than you, which can actually be a really great thing. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we do that, I want to talk about today's wine. Today I'm drinking the Stag's Leap Artemis Cabernet. It's from Napa and it's a pretty popular Cabernet, I would say. Stag's Leap Vineyard is a pretty popular vineyard and I have some friends that are there today and so I chose this one in honor of them and because I'm just riddled with jealousy (laughs) about their trip. Uh, I can't be too jealous. We did just get back from Italy and it was an amazing trip and I will talk to you guys about that wine in the coming weeks. Um, But for today, so the Stag's Leap, artemis cabernet it's going to cost you around 30 bucks for a bottle it's a really really nice cabernet just kind of let it breathe i like this one a little bit colder so i actually put my red wine in the fridge for a little bit and let it get a little bit cooler not like ice cold but a little bit cooler and then pour it let it sit for a minute and then drink it you guys are gonna love it i know it Okay, so let's get into today's topic, and that is how to work with different personality types. The first thing I want to do is I want to talk to you guys about the Enneagram. I know I've talked to you about it in a previous episode, but the Enneagram is basically the best personality test that I have ever taken and used and found. It is one that breaks down people's personalities into nine different I guess, sections. And then from there, you will have like subsections, they call it a wing. So you'll have a main personality type and then a wing, which will be on either side of your uh, Enneagram. And for me, I found this to be very accurate to almost everyone that I know that's taken it. Now, the great thing about it is it'll tell you the truth (laughs) about your personality and a lot of really great things the way that you behave and think naturally. Um, But it will also tell you a lot of things you might not want to hear. Uh, Personally, whenever I take a personality test, I almost always feel like the big asshole of the group. (laughs) My personality type tends to be demonstrative and confident and decisive and willful, and I'm going to get what I want. And it basically always comes back and is like, hey, jerk. (laughs) could you just like simmer down a little bit so people want to work with you? And I find that to be true too. So it's not always fun to read, but it is really good to know. And since I have known a lot of the stuff that I found out through the Enneagram, I have noticed big changes in the way that I work with other people. So it has helped me a lot. I highly recommend it. I want you guys to go and take the test at the Enneagram Institute. It'll cost you like 10 or 12 bucks not sponsored by them. I don't know them. I just found that they did the best job. So the way that theirs works is they'll send you back your results. And then you can actually look up and see how your exact number works with other people's numbers. So this would be great if you have a spouse or a partner, you should have them take the test as well. And it can actually tell you how you guys work together and what your potential problem spots might be. But it also works in business, not just in marriage or not just with, you know, family members that you live with. So what i want to do really quick is go through the nine different types for you just give you a brief description of them and then i want you to go and really dig into that there's another really great book called the road back to you that you guys could read if you like to read about them but if you want just a quick Give me quick and dirty the information. Take this test and it will give it to you. So number one is the reformer. And this is the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. I feel like we all have a number one in our our lives. The number two is the helper. This is your caring, interpersonal type. They're demonstrative, they're generous, they're people-pleasing, and they're possessive. Number three would be your achiever, success oriented, pragmatic. Um, They're adaptive, excelling, driven, image conscious. Number four is the individualist. These people are sensitive and withdrawn types. So they are expressive, dramatic, self absorbed, and temperamental. Number five are your investigators. They're intense, cerebral types of people. They're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Number six is your loyalist, the committed security oriented type, which is my husband, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Michael thinks somebody is always trying to hurt us. (laughs) Uh, And so that is definitely, definitely true to him. Uh, Number seven is the enthusiast. These are like your busy, fun loving type of people, spontaneous, versatile, distractible and scattered, right? These are like your squirrel people. Um, Number eight would be your challenger. This is what my personality type is. This is the powerful and dominating type of person, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational, which some of that works for me and some of it doesn't. And then number nine would be your peacemaker. This is your easygoing, self-effacing type. Um, They're receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Okay. One of these types will be your clear, This is who I am. Or maybe you'll have two. I have about three that are mm, neck and neck with each other. Um, But I find that I'm mostly an eight with a seven wing. So your wing will be on either side of your Enneagram. So for an eight, it would either be a seven or a nine. For a nine, it would either be an eight or a one. So I'm an eight and my employee, Liz, whom I love and is one of my best friends. um, She is the example that I used in the last couple of episodes ago where I talked about working with your friends. She is the good example (laughs) of working with your friends. So Liz is a three with a wing of four. So she's the achiever with an individualist wing. I am the challenger with an enthusiast wing. And the great thing about us working together is that when we get together, we're super powerful and we're super passionate. Anything that we do, like Liz and I will get so excited about. (laughs) When I like write her a text at like 11 p.m. and I'm like, I just bought another domain. She's like in, right? She's excited. We are excited. We're passionate about it already without knowing anything about it. Like Liz is like, I've got this great idea. I'm already in. Okay. Um, And I love that about her. We go for what we want. And that is a great person to have on your team. Like I love being able to say, this is what we're going to do. And she's like, I don't know how to do that, but sweet. (laughs) Right. But because of our personality types, it's also important that we know that there are some triggers that could make working with each other, not work, right? And if we're not aware, we could fall into these and then it could not only hurt our working relationship, but more importantly, it could hurt our personal relationship. And I never, never want that to happen. So for example, uh, if we're not careful we can turn our stress into becoming an alliance where we are more devoted to each other and we are more successful together and excited for each other. Um, but if we get too stressed, we can become competitive with one another. That's just part of the three and the eights personality types. They can become competitive if you're not careful. So I try to really dial back on the stress. When things get stressed, I try to make sure that we are You know, doing temperature checks, are we good? And that we don't become these competitive friends, right? We all know these friends that compete with each other. (laughs) Did you guys ever see fever pitch? And the girl (laughs) is in the gym and she's like, I mean, you're just mad because you just constantly compete with her. And she punches her right in the face, right? We all have those friends that get competitive. Um, Those people are probably either a three or an an eight. Uh, And so I want to make sure that Liz and I don't ever compete with each other like that. Um, We also have workaholic tendencies. And so if I'm not careful, I could work Liz 80 hours a week. And then she's going to end up hating me and hating what we do and not want to do that anymore. And to be honest with you, I can't lose her. She's a huge part of my business. So um, I have to be really careful about how much I ask her to do and then try to make sure that she takes time off. In addition, um, she could feel used if I don't make sure that I am appreciating her, and so I try to appreciate her publicly, let other people know, let her know, even though we aren't very emotional together, that I appreciate her, that she does a great job, and that she doesn't feel like I'm using her just for her work, and that she is not actually a huge part of what I do, okay? Okay. So it's really important that you understand what could be the pitfalls between people that you work really closely with. So I would actually suggest that not only you take this test, but then you also give it to the people that you work really closely with. Finally, what I want to do is give you guys about six tips on how to deal with other people. So the first one is to find out how people work and adapt to them. Ask them, what's your personality type? You know, what's it like? What do you feel like under stress? How do you react? What is one thing that you see that you do over and over again? How can I respond to that? And especially if you're working online, it's really important that you are very clear when you're typing because they don't have that nonverbal communication from you. So know what their type is and then adapt to that. If these people are like a sensitive type, like if you're an eight and they're a nine, right? This is like your challenging person versus your peacemaker person. Anything that you say is probably going to be internalized and taken very, very strongly. And so an eight has to be really careful about any kind of negative feedback that they give to someone. For an eight, it's just like, I'm gonna get it out there, I'm gonna say what I need to say and get done with it because that's the most efficient way. But for a nine, they need a little bit more sensitivity. As an eight, I need to be more sensitive to that and I need to know what are the personality types of the people on my teams and how can I adapt to them rather than expecting that they adapt to me. Number two. Not everything is a battle. Have you guys noticed that online, it feels like everything has to become a battle. Everything has to become this huge deal, this big issue online. I've just noticed like no matter what I post, somebody will post a nasty gram on, <laughs> on my images or something. Like I posted a dress the other day and someone felt the need to tell me how ugly they thought it was. I was like, okay, I mean, like, does, it, does this have to be a battle that you pick? Do we need to pick this battle right now? Does it matter? If you don't like it, just scroll past it. Or here's the unfollow button. (laughs) It's so easy. Let me show you your way there. My husband would say, let me remove you from your problem. (laughs) It just seems like we all need to pick battles all the time online. And it can feel like I need to constantly defend myself online. And I've learned over the years, who cares? I don't need to defend myself with this. I can either just delete it or just let it go, roll off my back. I don't have to pick that battle today. So, not everything is a battle online. Know when to push and when to say something. Know what your limits are. Set your limits, and then anything outside of that, just let it go. If it's inside of this, look, look this is not what I'm going to take. I'm not going to allow this. Then stand up for it. But if it's outside of that, just let it go, let it roll off. You don't have to pick that battle. Number three. Remember that we're all working towards the same thing. If you are an entrepreneur and you're working with other entrepreneurs, it's a good chance that you guys are all working towards the same thing. And that is success. And I think a lot of times we feel like people that are also you know, on the path to success that there are our competition. And some of them might be you guys competition can be a really amazing thing. I personally believe I have to have competition in order to be successful. I need something that pushes me to do more to think outside the box, to push harder. And the thing that drives me to do that is competition. But sometimes I think we see competition and we think, well, I have to crush that person. I can't like that person. Um, And at that point, I think we've bought this myth that um, somebody else's success is our failure. And that's just not true. (laughs) Her success is not your failure. There's just not so much success to go around. There's unlimited success. Yours is waiting for you. It looks different than hers. She is not your competition for success. We can all get there. Okay. Um, And just remember, competition doesn't have to be a bad thing. Number four, notice patterns. People will generally act in the same way. People that come to me and are constantly having their feelings hurt or are constantly feeling like they need to be built up, they will basically tell you by doing the same thing over and over and over again. They'll give you the same interactions over and over and over again. So be prepared, be ready. You know that this type of personality constantly feels like someone is trying to wrong them. So have a response for them prepared. This person constantly is trying to help people and is getting walked on. And eventually that gets old and they will come to you, but it will happen kind of you'll see it in cycles. They're going to tell you exactly how they're going to react in certain situations. Remember that, write it down if you need to, so that you're prepared the next time it comes up, right? You can get in, get out, find a solution with them. I find the best way to do that is to actually solution search with that person. If it's a conflict of interest between the two of you, it's really great to be able to say, all right, what are the two things that we can do To move past this so that we don't do this again because i've noticed we've done it twice now or we've done this three times we've gone to this and it's just the same thing being played out over and over again and i have a feeling that it has to do with personality differences so how can we avoid this in the future right so notice the patterns and be prepared number five don't let it stick people are going to say crazy crap to you. (laughs) Uh, And sometimes it's going to be your family. They're not going to accept what you're doing because they feel like if you're living big, it makes them feel like they're living small. And so they're going to talk bad about what you do. They're going to poo-poo it. They're going to make fun of you. Uh, And this will go for friends. It will go for family. It doesn't really matter. The people that are supposed to be the closest to you um, and the most loyal to you will often say the worst things to you, right? I notice I'm the worst to my husband or my kids when I get stressed and I treat them the way I would never treat a stranger. And the same is true for your family. So don't let it stick. Nasty words are generally not about you. It's really about them. I talked a little bit about that in um, getting noticed. The things that people say to you that are just like so far out there and you just know aren't true. Ask yourself, is this true? And if it's not, just let it go. That's usually not about you. You can either find common ground with that person if you'd like to, if you need to have a relationship with them. Otherwise, you can let them go. There's plenty of people that I blocked online and I don't follow. They may be great. They may be nice. They may be for other people. But for me, every time I saw their posts, all it did was bring me down. And so I don't follow those people. I don't have a problem with that. So either decide you're going to find common ground with them or let that person go. You don't have to have that person in your life. If you do, it would behoove you to figure out how to work with them. But if you don't, just let them go because it could build up and build up and make it harder and harder and harder to do your job and sidetrack you from actually working. Number six, and finally, hear others. I think that people really at the end of the day just want to know that they've been heard and they're valued. When it comes to other personality types, we really need others' views and talents and ideas and expertise. We don't have all the answers. (laughs) How how much I wish we had all the answers, we don't. I need information from a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and nine right? I, I don't have it all. I need the information from all of these other types. And I need to make sure that I am making those people feel heard. If they're contributing, I need to know that they, they feel heard because that can really head off so much issue if they just know, hey, I appreciate what you're bringing to the table today. And I heard you. I think that will bring down the stress level so much in your groups and with the people that you work with or other leaders. Just let people know I appreciate you. Thank you for responding. Thank you for your ideas. I appreciate you. I heard you doesn't mean you have to use them, but at least you heard them and they feel heard. I so appreciate you guys tuning in today. I know it was a little bit longer, but I appreciate it. I hope that you will take some time to do the Enneagram and figure out uh, your personality type and the personality types of the people that you work the closest with. I think that's the best way to work with each other and make sure that you are successful. Appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you liked what you heard, please check out the other episodes of the Boss Up podcast. You can find them on iTunes or the Google Play Store. And if you really liked what you heard today, I would so appreciate a rating and review from you guys. Let me know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of. I would love to communicate with you guys that way. Thank you so much for listening. Today's Boss Up Podcast is brought to you by the time you took a trip with your kids and as soon as you stepped foot in the door at home, you realized you need a vacation from your vacation. Cheers.